0: Welcome to Perspectives with Dr. Vadisha Patel. Do you sometimes feel alone in life with personal and interpersonal struggles and challenges? We'll show you that you are not alone and that you can learn and thrive from your challenges and thereby live a healthy life. Now, here is your host, Dr. Vidisha Patel.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Perspectives. I'm your host, Dr. Vidisha Patel. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could teach our children to be self-aware and recognize their emotions? What if they were self-confident with a strong sense of self-esteem and self-worth? They would likely grow into emotionally healthy adults. And maybe the world would be a calmer and more peaceful place. Well, today's guests are committed and passionate about teaching children about their emotions and helping them recognize what they call their superpowers. Pam Robinson and Rochelle Castor from the Institute of Healing Arts have written an instructional book called Emotional Superpowers. Welcome, Pam and Rochelle, and thank you so much for joining me on Perspectives today.
2: Thank you, Dr. Patel. We're so excited to to be here.
1: Well, you know, I have to tell you, as I was looking through the material um, and your book, it really resonates with the work that I do in my private practice with children. I think that recognizing our emotions is really the foundation of being able to help eat ourselves grow and improve and become strong, stronger emotionally. So I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Um I'd like to start, if we could, with maybe you could tell the listeners a little bit about each of you and how you met to and started in on this project together. And maybe, Pam, sure. you can start.
2: We are, we're so grateful to be here. And this is Pam, and I'll just go ahead and start for just a minute. So, I run a school um, in the West, in uh, Utah. It's called Institute of Healing Art, and... I work with adults and children and have really been focused for the last 25 years in helping uh, helping all of us of all ages deal better with our emotions and I've worked really hard to want to... Pr- I've wanted to provide curriculum for emotional health education. And I met Rochelle uh, a few years ago and then about a year and a half ago. We really felt passionate about doing a project together, and we spent um, just a lot of time and effort in collaborating and providing a resource book and I love that you use the word instructional book for children and even for families so that they can really identify their superpowers and use their ability to recognize their emotions. Uh, and help stabilizing uh their emotional well-being. And then yes. Rochelle, um go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say yes. I it, it's just wonderful. Thank you.
2: We are so grateful
3: that we have a fan base and especially in someone as as wise and influential as you are, Dr. Patel. We have been so thrilled with this whole process mostly because it's a dream come true as so many people are working to help children uh, in this kind of crazy society or culture that we have right now. My background is in uh, early childhood education. I ran a preschool for many years and then began writing and have had the tremendous privilege of having a number of children's books published. A couple of them have received awards. Two of them have been made into films, short films. And, um, my whole directive in writing to children has been uh, to write to their hearts, to write about children's hearts and about what might be happening inside a child who's going through difficulties. Uh, this last book that came out, it's a little short story, really a booklet, and it's called uh, Angels in Every Storm, and it's about refugees and what might be happening in uh, a situation where a child is completely out of control and yet somehow must keep going and and what lessons can be learned and how we can uh, help children to find tools that will benefit them in uh, staying in a safe and and, uh, progressive place. So that's what my background's in, and we're just so delighted that we have an opportunity to share this message in a way that that will really make a difference in homes and in schools and in uh, counseling sessions and so forth. So thank you again for having us on.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. Um, I agree with you. This is a very important topic. And I'm curious about your experience working in a preschool. Did how the children behave and how they interacted with each other, is was that an inspiration for you for your stories?
3: It really, really was, Dr. Patel. I, In fact, the first time I realized that there was something that needed to be different was when a little girl uh, yeah. refused juice and crackers one day. She said, I don't want that. I'm not hungry. and Which was fine. Uh, until I realized that every day for a couple of weeks, she had said that. And so I got down on her level and held her little hand and I said, tell me, tell me why it is that you don't want to have juice and crackers. And she said, because my daddy says it'll make me fat.
4: And (laughs) I was uh,
3: a little bit uh, startled and uh, concerned. And this was about 25 years ago when we could see that there were some real issues starting to happen. Interestingly enough, her mama was a teacher, and so I knew the mama knew better, but, um, her, but her dad was doing what he had been taught. Um, also another little boy who uh, wouldn't wouldn't lie down on the big piece of white butcher paper to make the life-size doll, uh, paper doll that we were making that day, and... and when I kind of encouraged him as the last one uh, who hadn't done it, he became very upset, started screaming even, and I just of course said, of course you don't have to do this, honey, I don't—I didn't have any idea um, what was happening. Uh, later that day, I spoke with his mother, and as we put our heads together, she said, oh my goodness, I think I know what's happening. He has allergies, and he has to get shots every week. And he goes in and sits on that white butcher paper at the doctor. And the last oh. thing he wants to do is, is have that happen at his preschool. Absolutely. And all of those, Pam, Pam's had a thousand experiences like that. Mm-hmm. And you put them all together, and you realize that a little child's mind uh, needs an adult perception and, and direction and that we must give children tools to help them manage their belief system uh, because it so often uh, falls into um, uh, a belief a belief about themselves that, that isn't true.
1: Right. Well, you actually you made an interesting point that I really wanted to just um, circle back to for a minute, and that is how you well first of all you talk to the child and you got to their on their level and spoke to them directly which I think is wonderful because everyone deserves a voice and the other part of it which I think is equally important is your conversation with the parent or parents because often as a parent we see our child in a certain way as a therapist, I see a different aspect of a child. And as a school teacher, you see yet another aspect of it. And they're not the whole child. Um, we might think they are, but they're really not. So when we're able to collaborate and piece together what's going on, I think we can be just better at nurturing and teaching and supporting kids. So I think that's all Wonderful. Um, I'd like to get a little bit into what your book is about. So um, let's talk a little bit about what you call emotional self-reliance, and Pam, maybe you can start us off on that. Sure.
2: And I I know that that sounds um, like not even possible, or but we are really committed. It really is possible. Sustainable emotional self-reliance is maturity in understanding our emotions, knowing how to work with them. And as adults, we grow into this, hopefully, and we are learning and working to have skills to know how to work with these feelings. Uh, but little children, oftentimes, and even as adults, we need to be able to verbalize what we're feeling, be able to identify those feelings, and then know what to do with them in a responsible way i teach a little class called friendly feelings and one of the key things that we are working to help children understand is that there are light feelings and heavy feelings and the light feelings are joy and happiness and surprise and enthusiasm and and love and the heavy feelings are sad and mad and scared feelings disappointment and that even though we're feeling heavy feelings, it doesn't make us wrong or bad. Right. And that actually, actually they're indicators. They're just information. They're helping us to understand that we might have a need, that our hungry hearts might have an, a, a need for a hug or to talk to somebody or to uh, to get some reassurance. And then those needs are normal and that they are normal and that the the positive phrasing that we use is you can do something good with your heavy feelings and giving them a sense of power and helping them to become stronger in recognizing the emotions and not feeling so overwhelmed or shut down with them but to to gain skills and tools to know how to use their these heavy feelings for good and and thus we we've, we've named the book Emotional Superpowers and it's beautiful photo photography. It's brilliant colors. There's children on the front cover with capes on, and uh, and we're wanting to sustain them or to help them feel empowered with their emotions and help them to see that they have strength
1: in this area. Um, well, and then, that's, so go ahead. Yes, I'm just going to. So when I think, I, I think all of that is great. It, it all makes sense to me. I've noticed that. Um, and you and I may have talked about this before when you were on my show, that it's not always easy to label emotions and not just for little children, but for adolescents and for adults, this this concept of really recognizing and having the awareness of what it is we're feeling in a moment is so difficult because I think many people have not been taught that. So, with the I little agree. ones. It's great that you're starting you're starting there. I think your book says ages four to hundred and four. So is four the yes. age that you start <laughs> with this?
2: <laughs> it's for all of us. And I think increasing our emotional intelligence means increasing our ability to do that to do this, but it takes practice. And we're all needing to practice, even as adults, open up conversations with our spouses, our partners, and with especially with our little children, and recognizing that they may need to talk about some of their feelings. So the book opens up opportunity for conversation. And in the very first page of the book, it says, what are your superpowers and what is a superpower? And it gives the parent, the teacher, the adult, the therapist, even in using this as a resource book, an opportunity to start a conversation and helping them to see that these Parts of us that make us feel vulnerable are re- really can be our friend, our ally, and even a superpower. And then there's other pages where we're talking about um, other superpowers like love or comfort or words, using our words to get what we want instead of behavior. There's a whole uh, layout for that, and we have journal pages. We have... Um, uh, super-powered tools where we have yoga in the in the book to, to help parents and adults understand that there are good things that they can direct these heavy feelings towards to help them work through those feelings, talk to your parents. If that's what you need to do, color them out and use some coloring. Uh, use some essential oils. Uh, some things like this that might help them know how to cope or work with these um, uh, emotions? Um,
4: Virgil, so I don't want to
3: take No, no I, just, I just have to add here. This is where Pam really shines. Her genius is in her ability to recognize that all parents are trying so hard and doing our very best to give our children the life that they deserve and to help them be successful. And Pam has this remarkable way of putting on paper and then into words, too, like she just has, uh, the way we can help our children, the the tools that any parent can grab hold of and utilize in a way that that we just haven't had in the past. This is a a beautiful and new way, um, some of it very new to me, and extremely helpful in my own life with my
1: grandchildren and
3: even my adult children. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's, that's super. And the book really is, um, it's very colorful. And it's written in a way that has space. So it's not overwhelming in the words that are there. And there's room to explore. So it's definitely worth checking out. It's called emotional superpowers, empower a child, heal the world. Um, we're going to go to a short commercial break right now, so please stay tuned. We're talking to Pam Robinson and Rochelle Castor about children and emotional self-reliance. If you have questions, you can email me, Dr. Vidisha Patel at drv for kids at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. So stay tuned. We will be right back.
0: p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness.
3: Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health,
0: Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Perspectives with Dr. Vadisha Patel. If you would like to reach the show today, please call into one 866 Four seven two five seven nine two. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. You may also send an email directly to Doctor Patel at Doctor V four kids at Yahoo That's Doctor V, the number four kids at Yahoo Now back to perspectives.
1: Welcome back to perspectives. I'm your host, Doctor Vidisha Patel. And I'm here in conversation with Bam Robinson and Rochelle Castor from the Institute of Healing Arts and authors of a new book called Emotional Superpowers. Um, so Rochelle, before we get totally into our conversation again, how about if you tell our listeners where they can find your book? Oh, I'd be happy to. We're excited to
4: make a special offer. Uh, if, you, uh, if you go to EmotionalSuperpowers.com, you will find our products there and uh, look for the Emotional Superpowers Tools book. And when you purchase that, we're going to add something that we love so much to that, uh, that naming as we send it out to you. And what we're going to add is a, a little booklet called Emotional Superpowers Awakening the New Brain with Super Tools and Super Smells. Both of the books The book and the booklet received the Mom's Choice Award uh, for honoring excellence, and we're so proud of that. I'm so excited to have this little booklet come along with your super tools so that you can uh, really really utilize uh, the different tools in the most powerful ways possible. So, that, again, is emotionalsuperpowers.com, and... That special will
1: last 24
4: hours uh, for anyone who participates during the next
1: 24 hours. That's great. So EmotionalSuperpowers.com, correct? That's the website? That's right, yes. Okay, wonderful. So let's, let's give the listeners a sort of a deeper dive into what's, what is in the book and um, what some of these super tools are as well. So maybe if you could sort of outline how what is in the book first, that would help.
2: Okay, so I'll take just a minute with this, and then Rochelle can dive just a little bit deeper. Uh, the book contains uh, journaling pages where the children have an opportunity to write out some of their feelings with prompts or certain questions that have to do with 14 different superpowers. And we've had adults participate in the in using the book, and they too have found it beneficial uh, identifying maybe what kinds of love they want, or how to handle a situation when a pet dies, or how to be able to um, to deal with a loss and how to let go of sadness when your heart feels so heavy. Uh, and as we are helping open up conversation about the different emotions, we are also presenting on the side of each page a reminder of some of the super tools that they can use to help them. Journaling pages, talk to a mom and dad, there's some positive affirmations that the children can start to say uh, or that the parents can can say to their little small children. Um, There are suggestions for aroma tools or oil blends that can help bring peace or calm or or comfort. And then there's also yoga um, poses in the back, sometimes to get the wiggles out, or if a child is angry or raging, sometimes there are cues that can be given to the child, and some children this works for, some children it doesn't, but and maybe not all when they're in anger, but doing some yoga poses to help them connect to their body and to help them uh, either release stress or tension so they don't go to anger, or maybe if they are upset and crying, maybe there's some yoga that they can do to help with their breathing, to help them connect with um, their deeper core. And there's also music. There's a beautiful song that's been written by uh, a famous, actually, songwriter here in our area, uh, Susan Edwards, and there's a way for you to actually listen to that song. And, Michelle, can you tell our listeners where they can find that? You that bet. Uh,
3: that, that music video um, by Shauna Edwards is on YouTube. You just type in my own superhero. And everything that... that What, what Pam has talked about are all of these wonderful mo- modalities. We worked really hard on... Picking modalities, choosing modalities that would that are evidence based that we have seen being used in schools and and with children, and are seeing scientifically some really remarkable things happening and it, it the thing that I love so much about it, we have a lot of really great, really great quotes in the book. Um, we talk a lot about service and helping others, reaching out to others. And along with them, the child or the family being able to choose one of these modalities when they um, are addressing a difficult emotion or um, a situation that they're not really comfortable with, something new that they're learning, Um, it becomes this wonderful tool, like Pam said, of um, the minute we feel that little emotional wildfire starting, that we know what to do. That we're the ones who can prevent those emotional wildfires, and that we can do it through movement, music, story, c- coloring, journaling. We can do it through an emotional oils blend. Uh, stop, drop, and roll is kind of our our go-to phrase. Um, all of all of the things that are in the book are very accessible and easy to implement.
1: Rochelle, uh, any Rochelle can, I, can I just interrupt you for a second? What, could you just you um, elaborate on the stop, drop, and roll, please? You bet. Um,
3: when we put this together, one of the things that we added was, um, and, and have quite a bit of the science that, uh, talked about in the little booklet, um, about super smells. Super smells are such powerful ways to help calm the brain and to calm a child, and we've kind of nicknamed uh, essential oils "super smells." But you could also use um, a fresh orange cut open, or um, other a, a pine needle, anything that that you can uh, utilize. And and I want to just tell you that aroma science is becoming a really powerful tool for quieting the brain. For uh, aromatically anchoring new emotion that or right. uh, a shift from an unhealthy or heavy emotion, something that might be a little bit um, take, taking over and moving that heavy emotion into a light emotion as Pam calls it. I love that. Um, scent is processed through the brain olfactory system and, it, and that's all connected to the limbic system. And that limbic system produces a, a distinct response, creating a Um, you know that feeling, that rush of feelings that follow after a thought. And essential oils communicate with these parts of the brain in a really powerful way. And in this little booklet, you'll learn about four specific parts of the brain to help strengthen your emotional immune system and to grow your own superpowers. Uh, The power of of scent is unbelievable. It's um, in fact, let me let me just give you just a couple of little facts. The brain can discriminate a few million colors, about a half a million auditory tones, and as humans, we can discriminate approximately one trillion olfactory smells. So that's wow. why we've included this tool as a very powerful one, especially... Um, if you are having an emotional wildfire start and to be able to stop, recognize it, and reach for a bottle of oil that you can drop into a diffuser, drop into your hand, a cup around your nose, breathe in for 10 seconds, or use the roller bottles. Kids love to use those, ro-
4: those little roller bottles.
3: Um, right. So only you can prevent emotional wildfires. Stop, drop, drop and roll and then that gets the child into a place and the parents for that matter into a place where we can have a calm conversation
1: that's wonderful so um does the book have to be used in succession you know do you start at page one and go through the whole book or is it something that you can sort of pick something from one section one day another section another day how does how does that work
3: uh Pam, let me just add this, and then you can add to it. Go ahead. Um, There, In the booklet, we have a four-week challenge, and that four-week challenge guides you through those first few chapters of the book. And so it makes it really, really simple in just a few minutes each morning and each night. It tells you exactly what to do to start implementing um, the different modalities and the book itself, the different chapters. However, that said... You can, of course, uh, go to any chapter that the child might be directed to or that, as a parent or teacher, you feel you
2: need to focus on at a particular time. Is that about right, Pam? Yes. And we've, we've encouraged families uh, to start a 30-day challenge because we know that, uh, that they can, the family can decide which um, superpower they want to start with or focus on. And... And the, the 30-day challenge that's outlined in our free booklet that you'll receive when you order the Superpowers Toolkit, You it will offer some simple guidelines and some instructions on how to approach these superpowers together as a group or individually with a parent and a child, um, their stories again, and the, the stories are so fabulous because they draw the child in, they give them an everyday, realistic situation. And then the parent and the child can talk about the how what how how that child would respond to that circumstance and what they would need for support um, One of the uh, tools is nature and okay. uh, and one of the phrases that we use is pull weeds, plant seeds, shine bright, child of light," and we talk about how sometimes we might need to go for a little walk or be outside to help us so that we can let go of the stress of a busy school day or a conflict with a, a neighborhood friend or um, or even a conflict with the parent and helping both of them be able to work through some of their feelings. So, again, we're teaching a two-pronged approach. One is is to increase our ability to recognize our light feelings and our heavy feelings, and number two... Okay connected with emotional self-reliance, is knowing then what to do with those feelings. And again, helping us feel empowered.
1: Right. Any other so,
2: questions or comments then?
1: Yeah. So um, I'm curious. It sounds like it would be easier to work with one child at a time or one age group. I'm thinking, what if it's a family that would like to use this book and they have, say, two or three children, but, you know, one's... One's five and one's eight and one's 11. They're, is this something that you could work with all the kids together or do you think it needs to be differentiated because of the different ages?
2: I think, I think that's a really good question. I think that families would have to determine um, how they want this to work in their home. And sometimes there's a child right then and there that has greater needs than maybe some of the other children. Maybe his skill set or her skill set needs some improving and maybe the parent is going to give that child some of this attention. But then to have the book there so that the 11-year-old can read the book and even get free journal pages off of our website so that they can uh, work at their own pace and um, work to some of their own emotional equations through because they're a little older, and maybe some of the younger ones might need some help. So it can be done either way, individually as a child or with a parent-child relationship or even as a family. And we even have um, an example that we'll share with you in the next section of our show about how this is used in classrooms, which is actually super exciting uh, to see how it can be used in groups. So, Michelle, sounds- do you want to add anything
3: else to that? Yeah. Uh, I, I completely agree with everything that you said, Pam. Uh, it's so wonderful to have a tool that you can actually look at and say intuitively, oh, wow, this is exactly what this child needs or I'm going to focus on this with this child. Some will respond very, very quickly in a group setting and others individually um, or on their own we've seen children who don't want to have anything to do with the family night activity but they would love to pick that book up and just integrate with it uh interface with it in a in a kind of a an on their own time
1: yeah it's a it's a very um enticing book when you see it and i can see kids wanting to look at it because they're little kids on the cover with capes on their back so um, it's definitely very appealing <laughs> so on that note we're going to head to a short commercial break don't go away we'll be right back to talk some more with Pam and Rochelle about teaching children about recognizes, recognizing their emotions and what they can do about it with their own emotional superpowers so we will be right back
0: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
5: Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are.
0: Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Steps to a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned into... Perspectives with Dr. Vadisha Patel. If you would like to reach the show today, please call into 866 472 5792 That's one 866 472 5792 You may also send an email directly to Dr. Patel at drv4kids at yahoo.com. That's Dr. V, the number 4kids at yahoo.com. Now, back to Perspectives.
1: Welcome back to the last segment of our show today. You're listening to Perspectives. I am your host, Dr. Vidisha Patel. Please get in touch with me via email at drv at yahoo.com. I'd love to hear your questions, comments, and any thoughts you may have. I'm here with Pam Robinson and Rochelle Castor. They have written a book called Emotional Superpowers, Empower a Child, Heal the World. It's a beautiful, hands-on book, and it's all about teaching kids super tools, or what they call super tools. So, um, Pam or Rochelle, I let you decide who wants to start, but I'd love it if you could share some of these super tools with our listeners so they can get a better sense of um, what's involved. Okay,
2: I'll start off by just um, thanking you again for having us be on your show, and then also just helping you to understand, last school year, we had a second-grade teacher that was so excited about the book. Uh, her name was Mrs. Kittle, and she teaches here in a, in a local elementary school. And uh, as she was introducing the the concepts that we have in the book Emotional Superpowers, each week they would focus for a short time on Fridays, and they would work on one of the emotional superpowers. She printed off the pages off of our website, and each of the children create started to create and add to their pages every week as they studied the stories together. They talked about the tools that were written on the side as to what they could do. Um, and then at the end of the school year, they she invited us to come as the authors to her classroom. And all the children were there. They had their journal pages in front of them. We played a few games with them in a circle on the rug. This age group, again, were second graders, so they were eight and nine. And uh, we started asking some of the kids, what is your famous? What is your favorite superpower? And one of the little children um, raised, raised their hand and said, shine bright. That's my favorite, where it's okay to be who I am. And another little boy, um, he held up his journal pages, and he said, having my shield of protection and knowing that I have power to protect myself with my thoughts. In the center of the book, there's a young boy there, and his name is Valdean. We took a picture of him, and he has a big shield uh, with the word self-love on it. And he actually happens to have dwarfism, where he uh, is in pain all the time, and he gets teased a lot at school, and he gets a lot of different looks at people, from people. And he, I know that he suffers with this. He's 11 years old. And as we were... Um, photographing uh, children that had come to volunteer to be a part of the book, uh, he was having a rough day, and we had worked with trying to help him work through some of his heavy feelings, and we were having him color some of them out, and he started to feel a little bit better. But he, I know that he was relieved to understand that his thoughts about how he feels about himself are more important than anybody else's thoughts or thinking or words and that his shield of self-love keeps him protected from the negativity that he has to face every day. Um, And I'm going to turn some time over to Rochelle to just have her talk maybe more in-depth about how these tools work and what some of the super tools are because I've mentioned healthy boundaries, shine bright, self-care, love... Those are some of the names of the superpowers. So I'll just turn some time over to Rochelle.
1: Okay. And before Rochelle, before you start, Rochelle, I just want oh. to say how important I think it is, the point you made, Pam, about how that young boy's um, feelings about himself were far more important than other people's feelings about him, um, if, if I understood you correctly, because that is true, and yes, we, we, we often forget that, and children often struggle with um, trying to please and trying to be what other people say they might be and as adults parents and other adults often will label emotions for the children and so I think children grow up not necessarily knowing the the true definition for themselves because their feelings about themselves may have a a different name or a different twist to it that um, an adult may have that's presumed so for them, so just just something I noticed from the example you were giving, and that's a wonderful classroom example. So, Rochelle, I'll let you okay. take it from there. Thank <laughs> you.
3: Absolutely. Thank you for adding that, Dr. Patel. We've all through the book you'll find that that really is our message: is that what's happening in our inner world. Uh, we, we can have complete control over as we learn these new tools and as we mature and as we move from um, the different parts of the emotional brain that might have been wounded. I love the, the uh, little image that, that Pam created of the tree that represents our brain, the reptilian-mammalian neocortex and prefrontal cortex. And we describe in that, that part of the little booklet, um, what can happen to us when we're wounded or when, as you mentioned, Dr. Patel, that, that, that we buy into a belief about ourselves that maybe someone else has placed on us. That we may, I grew up thinking that anger was just the, the worst emotion that, it, that I was sinning if I was angry and didn't know what to do with it except to bury it. Well, of course, we now know that that can be very damaging. In fact, many, many of the emotions, the heavy emotions that children feel, if if you look at the the genetic research that's been done, and read books like uh, Childhood Disrupted or Scared Sick, we now know that the traumas and crises that little children go through, yes, they're resilient. However, we can see the scars of those times in their genome. And we can also learn uh, to utilize these tools so that we can heal those up. We can pull the weed, remove that that dark, heavy feeling, replace it with light and truth, and then heal up. Into the um, more powerful parts of our brain. So one of the things that I loved about um, working with Pam is that we we did it, a whole little layout on self control and how to learn to drive safely and what to do with our angry feelings and how how to take care of them in a healthy manner instead of burying them. And one of my any, favorite things. Do you have an
1: example is, of that? teaching that process of self-control that you might be willing to share?
3: Yes. In fact, um, we've, we've placed in, in the book, uh, we describe uh, what a child might understand about the emotion. So we, we talk about sadness moving soft and slow. Fear moves frozen and cold. Love moves warm and soft. Joy moves happy and free. Anger moves hot and fast, and so when we come to a place where we're feeling an angry emotion, we want to be in control of that. We want to be the one who's the boss, so we, we uh, encourage the children um, to recognize anger as a wonderful engine and a terrible steering wheel. Yes, uh, and we have a picture of a little boy <laughs> driving his car. <laughs> it's so cute, and a wonderful journal page um, to help children know what to do. Coloring your anger can help you slow down, and then you can make those wiser decisions. Moving up into the prefrontal cortex, where healthy decisions, wi- wisdom resides.
1: That's a great example. Me, I, I love that yeah. visual with the car. <laughs> I know, it's so fun. so, so fun.
3: One of the things I loved about the story of Valdine is his mother uh, is a good friend of mine and told me that one, one day after they had finished going through the Emotional Superpowers book, she poked her head in his bedroom door and said, It's time for bed, Valdine. And he said, Mom, I got to talk to you about something i got to talk to you about um, this book I just finished called Wonder. So here we are u- utilizing a, a little booklet uh, or book that is full of these wonderful tools. And here's Valdine reading about uh, a boy who has lived a life that's very similar to what Valdine has lived, where there's um, ridicule and pain, emotion, a lot of emotional pain, and physical pain, and his mom talked to, talked to me about how she integrated those essential oils, the positive affirmations or, or declarations we call them in in the book, and uh, sat by his bed and let him talk out about this this little boy in wonder and as they came to the end of their conversation. Valdean explained that he would trade places with that little boy, that he would do anything to help someone else not feel the kind of pain that he had experienced. He had already matured up so dramatically, so remarkably with those tools that that she had given him. Uh, he had matured up his brain into a place where he could feel compassion for someone else in his
1: situation. Isn't that beautiful? That's that's a touching <laughs> touching story, my goodness. And it's so um it's so clear to me how much passion the two of you have in putting this book together and I'd really be interested to hear what your vision is for for this book. What would you what would you like to see happen with it? Where would you like to see it utilized and in what form
2: go ahead Pam Okay. well some of the things that we've uh, been able to bring into focus with what, how the book can be used is definitely in the classroom uh, this teacher had one copy she would read the stories and tell uh, the children about what was written she left it over to the side where people could go and children could go and look at it when they wanted to um, and then they did their journal pages and had conversations about their feelings, even to the point that when we were in our little circle playing some games with them, uh, one of the uh, activities was to color out heavy feelings and then replace it with something positive, something that reminds them of their happy feeling, and draw that on their paper. And as we were going around sharing what each one of the children had um, put down as something that reminds them of their happiness, their family, um, a toy, a favorite toy, or a snuffed animal, or the sunshine, or trees, because they would be outside, um, a little boy raised his hand and said he didn't really want to share his um, what he had colored. And finally, he said, it's my blanket. And none of the children laughed, and everyone, we had worked to create a space, and they'd been working all year, where it was okay for him to be able to say that and not feel ridiculed in his classroom or shamed. And so he, um, because they'd worked on it every year and brought this into their classroom, he felt safe enough with the class and safe enough with us to say that's what brought him comfort, and it was okay for him to acknowledge that. Um, and so we, we can see it in schools. We can see it uh, for with therapists and uh, in their offices, in their waiting rooms, and even in their sessions, uh, and in families also. And then Michelle, do you want to share some of the other parts of our vision with this?
3: Yes, we're so excited to see it um, starting to move into the social outreach programs, uh, a foster care. Humanitarian group who um, wants to get this book into the hands of every child who is experiencing foster care. They can see how very, very important this is going to be for them. Another group um, who wants to get it into um, hospitals for children who have have chronic illness or can't have survived cancer or going through cancer treatments, so that they can. Um, like you said at the beginning, Dr. Patel, they can address the whole child, not just the physical, not just, um, the mental, but the emotional and the spiritual parts of a child that cannot go ignored any longer. Um, we're excited to see it, um, become utilized in, in therapy and, and counseling centers. One, uh, counselor in, she's actually in a junior high and she's like, please get a tweener book ready and a teen book ready, which Pam and I are
1: working on. But in the meantime, she said that. um, Rochelle, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we are absolutely running out of time. And I want to be able to tell everybody to please go to EmotionalSuperpowers.com to your website. I know you're running a special right now for everybody. And I would like to, say thank you so much for joining us today on Perspectives. I've been talking with Pam Robinson and Rochelle Castor, authors of Emotional Superpowers, Empower a Child, Heal the World. We've enjoyed learning about how we can help our children learn how to recognize their emotions and what to do to use it to their benefit this is dr vidisha patel your host for perspectives i look forward to being back with you next week for another edition so feel free to email me at drvforkids@yahoo.com, at yahoo.com and in the meantime have a wonderful week until next time
0: Thank you for listening to our program this week. Another edition of Perspectives with Dr. Vidisha Patel can be heard next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, have a lovely week.